How's it going, everybody? You are listening to the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and on today's show, we have got iconic Wild West lawman Wyatt Earp and flamboyant piano player and entertainer Liberace. If you like the performers, be sure and check them out. Show them a little bit of love. Wyatt Earp you can find on Instagram at Lobster Bisque and also at the Rebecca Robles Show, both on Instagram. And uh, for more Liberace, you got to go to louisperlman.com and support slash go see his upcoming bubblegum musical, Joey and Ron. I'm going to be there because I am a big fan and I know it's going to be dope. Uh, if you want to check out my stuff, jaredberenstein.com for the latest updates on upcoming shows and projects. I am back on tour uh, this week and next. New York, Virginia, uh, North Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia, Nashville, Tennessee, and finishing off in Florida, Jacksonville, and Boca Raton. All of that information, all the places and times and places where you can get tickets is at jaredbernstein.com slash calendar also don't forget we are starting the newest stand-up show to hit new york stand-up 2020 a comedy show and voter registration drive we're partnering with a lot of great voting rights organizations like spread the vote swing left fair fight and we're going to be registering voters at the show and giving people information about how they can get involved in dope politics so our first show friday november 1st at 7 p.m at the Pit Theater on 24th Street. We're going to have a website up soon, uh, but if you go to the Pit Theater and look for Stand Up 2020, you'll find all the information for tickets and whatnot. And, uh, you know, don't forget to check out my uh, YouTube and my Facebook fan page for new videos every Tuesday. Rate and review the podcast. Tell your friends. Buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique, and email us at famousdeadpeopleatradiofreebrooklyn.org. Freshest eps every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Liberace and Wyatt Earp only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Famous Dead People. Time to start the show. Famous Dead People. Oh, you know, famous dead people, famous dead people, famous stories stuck in the head. My guests today on Famous Dead People are 20th century American pianist, singer, and actor Lazio Valentino Liberace. Oh, Jared, it's great to be on, but you could just call me Lee. Lee. Yeah, I'm Lee to my friends, and you're definitely a friend. Fantastic. And 19th century old West lawman and gambler Wyatt Berry Stop Earp. Whoa. <laughs> oh, that's just what I used to do when I had a horse. What, you go, whoa? Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, it'd go, right, I gotta find my voice. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd go right off the cliff. So you need to say whoa in order to get it to stop. Yes, to get yes. it. But then you gotta, you gotta give it a little, a singy, songy quality to it. Interesting. I want to hear more about that, but Mr. Herb, Mr. Liberace, thank you so much for being with us here today on Famous Dead People. Oh, it's wonderful to be yes. here. Yes. Oh, oh, thank you so much. More, more. Jared's saying more Yeah, Jared wants us just to talk. <laughs> oh, no, now I'm getting a southern accent. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's really hard. It's they, just, it rubs off. I know. You know? It really just yeah. spreads like a worm. Yeah, it really it does. does. Yeah. Uh, so, Mr. Earp, let's start with you. Okay. Uh, so, you were a famous lawman mm. in the American Old West. You famously took part in the gunfight at the OK Corral, pew, pew, uh, pew. during which you and your fellow. Uh, officers killed three outlaws called the Cowboys. Yes. Which I thought was kind of a funny, gen like, obviously it wasn't generic back then, but it's just a funny, like, yeah. like we're called the gang, you know? <laughs> but anyways. Uh, I so had a gang, too. You had a gang? Mm -hmm. Oh, what was the name of your gang, Liberace? It was My Boys. My oh. Boys. Okay. Oh, so anyways. Good. So you and your fellow lawmen, you killed the Cowboys, but you weren't always on the right side of the law, Wyatt Earp. Uh, you were first made a constable when you were 20 years old living in Missouri, but when your wife died, you spiraled into a life of crime. Uh, you embezzled charity funds, you stole horses, and uh, when you were eventually arrested, you climbed through the roof of your jail cell and fled to Peoria, Illinois. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I okay. went to Peoria, Illinois. So you just ran away, <laughs> and then Missouri could like do nothing? They just couldn't find you, or they couldn't catch you? Jared, 
I'm beautiful. You're be- you're a very I'm handsome a beautiful man. man. You can't. There's. I'm untouchable. Just you because of how pretty you are. I just yeah. I've got an amazing cowboy jaw <laughs> <laughs> and a big square cowboy head. Okay. So back then. That's all you needed. I see. So so basically, I'm imagining then that the plan with you for the lawmen in Missouri was like, all right, we got this guy who's been stealing money from charities. We get this guy who stole <laughs> mm-hmm, horses, mm-hmm. but we he's so handsome, we're going to have to treat him like Medusa. Otherwise, he will never find justice so they had like a whole plan to just like lock you up and like not look at you and i yes and i think they also knew that i was going through a hard time oh yeah i needed well people don't know about this but i needed glasses at the time but i wasn't about to tell because there's not nothing cool about being a cowboy who needs glasses that's right right no No. it's a real egghead thing no i (laughs) i used to wear glittery glasses glasses covered in glitter and rhinestones yeah so liberace you could make it your own because you had such a such a uh a unique style it was part of the brand that's right it was on brand for me for me there's just no way i'd be shot right in the teeth but what if there was a way that we could make your glasses more rustic and old westy yeah make them out of twigs make them out of guns yeah you know maybe that would have been maybe if you it's impossible glasses are weak (laughs) glasses are a sign of weakness and failure what if you made them out of gridiron yeah rebar yeah (laughs) no or teeth or bones yes make your glasses out of the bones of your enemy (laughs) do you ever see a cowboy oh sorry a little too hot a little too hot but that's okay (laughs) do you ever see a cowboy Wearing glasses or wearing shorts? Wearing shorts. A weakness. No, I'd love to see a cowboy in a little pair of cutoffs. Lee, (laughs) these are signs of weakness when I when I was doing my. Yes, this is different in the uh, in the 1800s. So they knew I was going through a hard time. Mm -hmm. I couldn't see, but I couldn't admit. So I was getting drunk as heck and stealing from charities to just sort of. Get by. Now, when you say you were going through a hard time, I assumed you meant the death of your wife, but are you talking... Oh, well, that too, but, <laughs> you know, win some, lose some. That's the that's what I've got tattooed right on my lower back. So, Wyatt, if you got a lower back tattoo that says win some, lose some? <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. I've got that tattoo as well. Is it on your lower back also? It is on my lower back, wow. and it's being... It, it's a little word balloon, and then Taz is speaking. <laughs> I know who Taz is. Yeah. Who's Taz? You know the Tasmanian devil. Oh, don't tell. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. I Sorry. Th- that's what I thought it was. He but... has such a good attitude. I see. Yes. <laughs> he does. So... I once paid for Taz to tuck me in on a cruise ship. Oh. Really? On a Disney cruise? <laughs> Yeah. It was a Disney. Uh, no, wait. Was he a Disney character? Was it was, Warner Brothers? It was a Warner Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. It was a WB cruise. WB, WB cruise. cruise. <laughs> and you could pay for to have any of the characters tuck you in, and you chose the Tasmanian. I chose double. Taz. Yeah, I thought it might be Taz. Uh, I choose that big, strong foghorn leghorn to tuck me in. Oh, I say, I say, mm-hmm. I say. Exposed feet. I yes. say it's time for you to go to sleep, young man. Yes. <laughs> okay. Exactly. So. You're going through, you know what? I, I think I miss that time in American history where Ugh, yeah. you could just be forgiven for crimes if people are like, come on, give this guy a break. Exactly. His wife just died. He wife needs glasses. But also that was expected. <laughs> she was, she had a real bad cold. Mm-hmm, that's right. And and she had lice. She had lice also? Mm-hmm. And that was deadly back then. Yeah, because if you didn't get on top of it, the inflammation spread. The inflammation mm-hmm. on the scalp and the stress just took over. There were people who you thought had a tan and were just covered with life, lice back then, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember from the history books. Exactly. Okay. Is that, a, I, is that I, enough? <laughs> I have more Can questions. Can I go on my break? I have more questions for you, but I want to uh, pivot over to Liberace for just a moment. Yes. Hello. Uh, so you were an extremely popular pianist and showman. You yes. would delight your audiences mm-hmm. by... Playing the piano and combining different genres of music. Absolutely. You infused your show with elements of crowd work and Groucho Mark esque one liners. Sure. And of course, part of the draw 
of Liberace had to be the extravagance that you exhibited on stage. The spectacle, the Cab- razzle-dazzle, Cabala, candelabra, custom pianos. Absolutely. Elaborate set pieces. I was Mr. Candelabra. Giant. Mr. Rolls-Royce, Mr. Fur, Mr. Keys. Mr. Hot Tub, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> did you ever do a show with a hot tub on the stage with you? I did a show with seven hot tubs seven on stage. Seven hot tubs. And I'd hop from hot tub to hot tub <laughs> and from piano to piano, did playing you ever- different genres of music. Did did you ever say like the reason why you were jumping to the new one? Like this one's not hot enough anymore, or it was more like, ooh, time to get into the light jazz tub, <laughs> time to get into the classical tub, time to get into the ragtime tub. You can't play ragtime in a jazz tub. No, certainly not. I think yet. Oscar Wilde said that. So <laughs> yeah, he wrote a. That's, that's from Salome. That'd be a I good think. a good tattoo right on my calf. Yeah. Right on your calf muscle. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear about all your tattoos, guys. Yeah. Uh, you can't play ragtime in a jazz, jazz tub. tub. You can't play ragtime in a jazz tub. You can't play ragtime in a jazz tub. Ooh, you're writing one of my <laughs> hits. You're writing it as we go along. Okay, so, and of course, the costumes, the enormous costumes. Yes. Everything decorated with feathers and capes and gems and mirrors. Yes, my diamonds. But now, here's the thing. So, I'm curious where this style began, because you obviously don't you know, go on stage your first time with like a giant Elizabethan cape and a crown. Like I'm assuming that there was a progression, like maybe you started small and eventually built and built and built to where you got to that place. This is a story I've never told anyone before. Mm, Okay. I was uh, a a, uh, just normal pianist Mm. and I was in Gotham City. And yes, I was in Gotham City. You're in Gotham City. And I was fighting (gasps) Batman and I fell into a vat of radioactive gems. Stop. It's it. true, and I came out as Liberace. Liberace? Mm-hmm. Wait, so you as were Lee, in... You were the, in... The Gem King. Oh, someone explain everything he just <laughs> said to me. Yes. <laughs> so... Gotham City, the uh, fictional town from the DC comic book universe. I'm sorry, fictional. I'm confused. You were there, and you fought Batman. Yes. And you fell into a radioactive vat I was a small-time piano player. Mm -hmm. I needed to make ends meet by stealing. Yes. I was robbing a gem factory, (laughs) and then Batman cornered me, and I fell into a vat of radioactive gems, and I emerged as Liberace. And so every show you did after that was it had the enormous spectacle to yes, it. Yes, it had the extravagance. Wow. It was a good thing that I fought Batman. It's a good. I th- thanked Batman for it. It was I a didn't, positive life choice. No, I didn't fight him for the rest of my life. It was a good thing that I fell into that. Batman the next time gems. he saw you, I'm sure he was like, "Oh no, here's this guy again." But you're like, "No." He came to one of my later shows and said, "Good job." <laughs> wow. And I said to him, "Thank you, Batman." You did know, he ever if you tell want you to come back to my place in Palm Springs? You're all always welcome and then he was a guest at my christmas parties for the rest of my life so he so batman would show up at everyone your christmas parties from Absolutely. that point on well was he batman or was he his alter ego was i don't he, know what you're talking about okay He's so just a man with a cowl he, i would never expose his 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 true identity david sanchez david sanchez <laughs> Right, Herb knows. Yes, David uh, Sanchez. This is a law man. This is a man who yes. is trained in finding people, and he yeah. knows who Batman really is. A yeah. man named David Sanchez. I didn't know this. I never fell into a, an exciting vat of jewels, mm-hmm. but I did once step right it square into a bucket of fog juice in a haunted house. Fog oh, juice? No. <laughs> yeah, this person, <laughs> this dummy kid carnival kid was supposed to load up the fog machine and instead he left the fog juice right there at the door oh no and it was dark and real spooky did and you I, get scared wider <laughs> when I, you did. Stepped in the- I did i did i thought i stepped in bleach did it hurt your legs uh well come to think of it i don't know maybe i've got a super leg oh Ooh, I hope what so. i stepped in now i'm fascinated so first of all let's just let's just uh put everything on the table so even if you're not going to tell us who batman really is i just you, never you're knew saying that you know, i just i never so you don't know who he never batman revealed really his true so he identity. always showed up as batman he, to these he parties. was in his cowl <gasps> sometimes in a little bathing suit so he Ooh. could take a little dip but always in his cowl so when he would get in the when he would get in the hot tub would he be like Room for one more. Absolutely. And we'd always say, come on in, Batman. (laughs) And then I would say to everybody, you know, I owe this man my entire career. Oh, Liberace, you're being too kind. No, and then I'd say, Batman, you're the living end. (laughs) Now, I find this fascinating because... 
1966, when you were 47 years old, you did a two-episode arc on the Batman television I certainly series did. with Adam West and Burt Ward. Yes. Was this the exact same thing that happened to you in real life? Did you did you take your story to the writers and go, you guys aren't going to believe this, but I actually did fight Batman earlier, so maybe let's do those th- that's that show. You, you know, know, I did, and then they wrote me a whole other script. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, they made me a villain, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. named 88 Keys, that's if right. I remember correctly. That's right. Right, that's yes, right. Yeah. I but, mean, I thought your name maybe you maybe like your actual oh, name no. was Fingers or something. No, fingers, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I can't I can't remember I can't quite remember. But I yeah. love that they gave you two episodes. We can't we can't wrap this up in one episode. We got Liberace. Here. My name would be Jeans. <laughs> because you wore jeans. That's right. That's <laughs> That would have been wonderful. I would have loved to have seen you in jeans on the Batman program. Now, did Batman come to to see you taping your uh, your special episode? He did. He Batman? made an on set visit. What did he visit everybody? Which he did occasionally because you know the show was you know based on him. He had to be creative consultant. Yes, of he course. would come in and say hi, and mm-hmm. it was great. And we had lunch and got caught up, mm-hmm. and it was wonderful. Mm. He really was a kind soul with his heart in the right place. I think so too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he did punch a lot of people in the face. But criminals. They were criminals, but it was mostly criminals who were poor. Mm. We just need to acknowledge this. Yes. Uh, that is a that is a, a, a style of empathy that I did not think I was going to find from Liberace. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests today are 19th century Lom and Wyatt Earp. <laughs> Hey, that's me being my horse. (laughs) And 20th century pianist and entertainer Liberace. That's me playing my piano. (gasps) So when you just did your little little call sign there, uh, Wyatt Earp, you were being your horse. I was being my horse. What what did your horse say? Hey? Yeah, she'd say... (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. Okay, that's what you imagine your horse would say if it That's could talk. what she's saying to mm, me. Gotcha. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit more about your legal troubles before you got back into the law. Yes. Wyatt Earp. So while you were living in Peoria, you were arrested three times mm-hmm. for being, quote, found in a house of ill fame. Right. And I'm assuming that that means a brothel, right? A house of ill fame, a house of ill repute? Yes, but that's not why. That's not the biggest problem. What do you mean that's not the biggest problem? Mostly, it was a place that sold antibiotics that weren't ready for the market yet. Wait, I'm <laughs> Black market antibiotics, like the kind the Vatican sells in the basement. In the basement of the Vatican? Look it up. Wait, so in... I've been trying to get those boys for years. Hold on a second. So you're saying that in the basement of the Vatican... There's a duty-free store in the basement of the Vatican, y'all. And they sell... And it's, it, you, it's open, employees only. You actually have to give an employee number. If you work there, like you're a pope or a nun, you can <laughs> go there and you get duty-free on TVs, Armani suits, Swarovski crystals, rare wines. Should I keep going? And Condoms. And- and untested brand and new antibiotics. Unreleased black market antibiotics. Holy guacamole. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that there was such a market for that. Yeah. I mean, it also sounds like like a, a person wouldn't want that, right? Like who would want to have non FDA tested antibiotics? No, you want you just want the cure. You just want the cure. So if they're selling you, hey, our antibiotics can fix it. Yeah. You're I, gonna take it no matter what. So I had real bad boot burn on my Achilles. Mm. My boots would rub. You yeah. understand? Well, being on a horse all day in your yes. cowboy boots. It's, it would be terrible. It's yeah. the worst. I had a lot of fur coat burn. I certainly <laughs> understand. If only I'd known you then. If only. So then I'd go to the to the whorehouse and get some uh, cream for that. Get some uh, black market antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Now those, and that's why I got in trouble. Because of the antibiotics. Yes. I see. Now, you were arrested one time while on with a Wikipedia described as a floating brothel. The what? The Wikipedia. <laughs> oh. The Wikipedia described as a floating brothel that you had started. Is that right? Oh, well, yeah. But that let's scoot over that and go... To the next thing. No, but I want to talk about like what what's a, oh, a floating brothel okay. is like. I'm assuming that's like a riverboat brothel, right? Well, it's really more like imagine a lily pad. Okay. Or like a thick tortilla, you know, Lee. Mm, I love tortillas. Thank you. Yeah. It's, like, it's more like a thick tortilla or lily pad. Yum yum yum. Because I wanted like an open air thing. 
Gotcha. So it was just like a. It, there was no. There were no walls. To no, this floating it was just brothel. like a big old floaty kind of cushy thing. Maybe a raft. It's like a raft. Not quite a raft. <laughs> More like a thick tortilla. And it would float, and then everybody would just sort of be in that space, floating mm-hmm. around. I'm big into open space. Gotcha. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're on the range, you know, mm-hmm. you're you're. You're, tra- you're, you're chasing outlaws across vast expanses of desert. You're going to need to have a love for big, vast open spaces. Yeah. For a big sky. Uh, so that's interesting. I- I'm assuming that uh, people had an issue with being on this brothel lily pad because anybody could see you having sex with the prostitutes. Didn't anybody care about privacy? Jared, you're a city slicker NYC Baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little baby. Let me guess. We love you, our walls. Let me guess. You have, do you have blackout curtains in your bedroom? I do not have blackout curtains in my bedroom. He's lying to us. I don't. Yes, he's a liar. I don't have blackout curtains in my bedroom. You have the cheapest blackout curtains from Bed Bath & Beyond, the ones no. that are just plastic bags. I'm being honest. They, the curtains that are up there are the ones that were there when I moved in, and they're like kind of lacy, and I don't know if they block out my naked body. I've always wanted to put up a sign for my neighbors that said, <laughs> just let me, pl- please You're welcome. text me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, text me if you can see me naked, because I'll change it if you want. Oh. You know? See, the, no, so I don't, there was no fear then. This mm. was pure, this was, we didn't care about that. Very progressive. Uh, now, the third time that you got arrested, you were nicknamed the Peoria Bummer. Mm. Can you tell us about that nickname? Did Bummer mean something different back in the 1870s? Or were they just saying, we keep on arresting this guy and he's a and he's a bummer. And he's a total bummer. Yeah, I was a bummer because you'd find me in the bar face down in a shot glass. Mm. And it was all because, see, I was the first, I was the, Lee, I was the first guy to start doing that thing where you say I love you to a lady, and then she's like, oh, my God, I love you, too. And then you're like, uh, did I really say that? I think you're crazy. <laughs> I think you're a crazy lady. Ooh. And then she'd go, no, no, I'm not crazy. You're crazy. I was like, lady, you're crazy, just like them all. I didn't say love you, and if I did, it was a friend thing. Goodbye. This sounds like how I would treat my partners, <laughs> so I have a lot in common with you. So I was the first person, the first well, we call that gaslighting now. Well, I, yeah. So you're saying that you're you welcome. started gla- gaslighting. I was the first man to ever start doing that whole fun, like, I I'm love so you. I'm so glad you're you crazy. invented that because yeah. I used that many a time. So then, you know, but deep, deep down, deep, deep down in my like socio cowboy heart, sociopathy mm-hmm. heart, I would feel like a pinch bad Mm -hmm. and then that would bring out the bummer and that's why i'd be drinking i see and so you would gaslight women Mm -hmm. in old west towns yes uh and then you would feel like a tiny tiny little bit bad about it just a little bit and then you would get crazy drunk and then you get arrested and everyone would go uh this bummer again yeah but then they'd feel real bad for me because i'm such a beautiful man and they look at your beautiful face and they'd also be like he's Um, only sad because he was yeah. Doing that fun thing where you make women think they're crazy. Yeah, and then, exactly. And then they were nice to you. And then they were the nicest to me. <laughs> Couldn't have been ni- It felt like, actually, it felt like the worse I was to the ladies, exponentially my popularity blew through the roof. That is, you know, that is one of the things that I don't miss about that time period. It's just how cool it was to be mean to oh, women back then. don't tell me it's not alive and well today. <laughs> it certainly is, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, good. Just yes. not to the same extent. Yes. Uh, and if you, per, you know, preferred men like me, you can be mean to men. You can still be as mean as you want to men. Well, as far yes. as I know, there's no uh, Me Too movement where men call out other men Has for being shitty to them. Has anyone said, I love you to you? And then you're like, I, I love you too. And then, then they're like, uh, <laughs> bitch, you're insane. I didn't say that. Nobody has ever done that to me. Thankfully, thankfully, oh. don't. Ooh, done that to you me. want me to do it to you? I don't know. I, I mean, I love you, Jared. <laughs> oh, li- Liberace, <gasps> I do. Liberace, do you want to come live with me I, in my palace? Ooh, Liberace, I love you too. What are you saying? You're crazy. <laughs> what? You're crazy. Person. No, but you just told me that you love me, Liberace. No, you're nuts. I didn't hear. I didn't hear that. I've already moved on to the next young man. Oh God, I've already texted you a hundred times, Liberace. 
spreadsheet. I know, <laughs> and I've know. already blocked you don't on check. my cellular Ooh. telephone. Don't check your voicemail. I left a bunch of really <laughs> embarrassing drunken message for you, Liberace. <laughs> now, you're saying that you learned this uh, gaslight. You said that you, you thanked Wyatt Earp for developing this gaslighting technique. Sure. Was this something that was like handed down from generation to generation? Because I'm... Assume, I assume that it was just something that that uh, narcissists did, uh, uh, you know, innately. But you thanked Wyatt Earp as though you needed somebody to develop it. Like absolutely, so somebody he taught you how to it do it in the room, yeah. and then I took it on stage. <laughs> oh, you would gaslight your audiences from the stage? I would. I'd say, "I love you all," and they'd scream back, "I, I love, love you, Liberace," and then I'd say, "I didn't." <laughs> Fucking say that. Good. <laughs> You're crazy. It's You're all crazy. crazy. I'm really coming to life remembering that part of my my youth. Yes. Mm, I yes. was really good at it. Yeah, man. Being young is the best, right? There's no consequences. Absolutely. Gonna live forever. I actually <laughs> liked being old more than being young. Interesting. Well, you had so many, you had vast resources when you were old. Absolutely. Uh, I want to go back to you, Liberace. So uh, you were born in 1919 in Wisconsin. That's correct. Uh, you were an ingenue. You played piano at a very young age. A yes. lot of natural aptitude. A prodigy, I think that's called. Prodigy. Ingenue is usually like a young starlet. <laughs> You know yeah. what? Yeah, you're, I realized you're my mistake. Me a little bit. As soon as it came out of my yeah. mouth, I yeah, was like, like that's, that's more not the like word. Little Mermaid. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's an ingenue. Yeah, I think I always like when I heard ingenue the first time, I always assumed that it meant like, oh, that's like a lady genius. Yeah, you know, yes. but it's not what it is. No, right? it's no. actually just demeaning like nice sweet little thing ready for marriage absolutely uh, ready for marriage yeah. yes. period started Look ready this, for marriage this 17 year old girl is ready to be put to yeah. pasture absolutely. gets all the solos mm -hmm. yes anyway yes <laughs> so uh you were an a um a prodigy a prodigy yes. i almost said protege also i, I was know. no one's I'm protege having, i was an original i'm having so much trouble speaking today all right so you were a uh Per prodigy, prodigy, Jared. Jesus! Yes. I don't know what that word is. Just not in my brain. I'm always here to help, Jared. Your prodigy, a wunderkind, wunderkind, yes, definitely. I was uh, professional pianist at a very young age. Yes. Uh, in 1939, you were 21 years old. You were already a very well-established uh, classical musician. Certainly, you played a traditional classical concert. You received your first ever encore request. Yes, that must have been a wonderful thing to feel. I yes. want to ask all about that. Yes. But for the encore, you decided to play a comedy song called Three Little Fishies. Yes. Is that right? Mm -hmm. So now, so first of all, walk us through that whole thing. Like, you know, you've never gotten an encore before and then all of a sudden they're calling for it. Like, I want to know what that emotional journey was like. But then also, what was the motivation for playing Three Little Fishies? Like, were you trying to buck the stuffy atmosphere of classical concerts? Was this a rebellion? Tell us all about it. Absolutely. I wanted to make the most rock and roll move that I could. Ooh. You know, I really wanted to shake up the establishment. I see. And I had been playing these pieces that I absolutely adore, but really only have one texture to them. Mm. So I thought, what am I going to play? Am I going to play some ragtime, perhaps? Oh, we Need, we'll need the ragtime tub. Absolutely. I was thinking about that. You know, am I going to pull out the jazz tub? And mm -hmm. I thought, no, I'm going to pull out the novelty comedy song tub. Mm. And the audience went wild. Bananas. They wanted more of the fishy song. Fish song, fish song, fish song. And I played it again and again and again until the sun rose in the sky. Wow, so hours of Three Little Fishies. It was a Three Little Fishy Ooh. musical orgy and <laughs> I was the head. I love a good fishing song. Absolutely. <laughs> so, okay, but let's, let's backtrack just a little bit. You you finish playing your classical pieces, your Beethoven, your Handel, your uh, your Chopin. Yes. You go off stage, and all of a sudden they're calling for an encore, and it's the first time it's ever happened to you, Liberace. Yes. What's that like? What's that feeling like? Well, you know what it felt like. Mm -hmm. It felt like the first time I ever fell in love oh. with a man thirty years my junior. Wait. So <laughs> You were specifically that. You were uh, 21 years old That's at the right. time, so you were in love with a 
negative nine-year-old zygotes or a sperm cell. You're confusing the math. What Mm -hmm. I'm saying is that feeling of getting an encore for the first time Mm. was very similar to the first time later on in my life that I fell in love with a man 30 years my junior. Like when you were 48 and you fell in love with an 18-year-old. Exactly. Yes. Which is something that I did. Now, um, which uh, is not a thing that we look down on even today, I think. No, it's great. A-plus behavior. (laughs) Well, now, Keep going, boys. Now, daddy culture is a thing. Back when I did it, it was called Liberace culture. Liberace yeah. culture. Mm-hmm. When I did it, it was just, good job. Yes. <laughs> it was regular. <laughs> yeah. It was, why would you do anything else? Yes. Exactly. Uh, so, last question before we go to break. Do you remember the Three Little Fishies song? Can you tell us any of the lyrics, anything from that Absolutely. Uh, from that song, from that piece. Yes. Three little fishies swimming down the stream. The last one is the most serene. The one in the front is an angry fish. If he holds on to his anger, he'll never get his wish. Woo! That's how that song goes. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yes. And so that was the song that you played for hours and hours and hours until the sun came Absolutely. Up. Oh. Wow, that must have been an incredible. And the audience just kept screaming, fish song. It took a lot. Twists and turns, ripping yes. their suits off. Absolutely, yeah. Women were made pregnant. Absolutely. Pregnant women miscarried. Absolutely. Uh, we have got to take a short break, unfortunately, but we will be right back famous with Liberace people, and Wyatt Earp on Famous Dead People. people Stay people, with us. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts, rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends, all that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are 19th century old West lawman and gambler Wyatt Earp. And 20th century American pianist, singer, and actor Lazio Valentino Liberace. The middle fishy loved his position. It was great and was what he was wishing. He tried to swim ahead and he tried to swim back. But conviction is what he lacked. Oh, my. I know the second verse. That was the second verse. Wow. Okay. So now that we have the little, little, three little fish. Wait, I want to do my fish song. Oh, you have a fish song, Wyatt Earp? Okay, count me off. Five, six, Six, seven, eight. eight. There I was in Old West Town. I took out a stick and a gown. I put on a skirt. Don't tell my friends. (laughs) Then I put a worm on the hook, the end. That was wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> Wyatt Herb, what a set of pipes on you. Beautiful, <laughs> Wyatt. Beautiful. I know. I used to sing the national anthem at all the local basketball games. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm, back in the uh, 1870s, you yes. were sing the national anthem basketball, at all the basketball, basketball games. Basketball's been around forever, Jared. Forever. Did not know that. So uh, let's talk with uh, 1874, Wyatt Earp. Uh-huh. Uh, you were 26 years old. You decide to return to your life as a lawman. You're living in Kansas, and an off-duty police officer asks you... Serpico. To help... Wait, what? Well, it's- his name was Serpico? Yeah, his name was Serpico. So this guy, so a, a, a guy in the 1870s named Serpico comes up to you and says, hey, uh, I'm an off-duty cop. Someone stole a wagon. Will you help me go find him? Yeah, but okay. I, didn't, I didn't know he was an off-duty cop. You just thought he was a guy. I just thought he was my new best friend, Serpico. Serpico. Okay, so this guy, he's, hey, I'm Serpico. Uh, somebody stole a wagon. I'm going to go find the guy that stole it. And that's my you thing. You want to come with me? I was raging drunk. I had just told you know 
eight ladies who all knew each other. So that's when it gets real fun. That's my favorite thing to do is when more than one woman that I've been, you know, messing with their mind, they're like best friends mm-hmm. and they don't know that mm-hmm. I've been doing it. Ooh. Anyway, so I had so just. Ideally, in that situation, they would then start fighting amongst each other. Hopefully. And not start like collecting me. data and being like, hold on a second. I don't think if we're I've, crazy. If I've done my job, then yeah. exactly. There'll be an implosion in their lady group. Mm-hmm. Wow. But uh, anyway, so I was riding that high, but then. What follows is a big old crash. This guy comes up to you and says, you want and to help then, me find this uh, guy who stole this wagon? Exactly. And then there I was. Whew, back, back in my back hat. Up. Right back up. <laughs> so you just say yes to this random guy. I do. Well. You know, I'm going to go help you find this uh, this wagon thief. I said, sir, Paco, let's go. Let's ride. Uh, now, the Wikipedia doesn't say what happened when you went to go find the wagon thief. Do you remember what happened when you and sir, Paco went out to go find this wagon thief? I do. What happened? So he hopped behind me on my horse. Mm-hmm. He got on my horse. I said, let's go. And then I felt something poking my side, something real sharp. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. I hope, I hope, I hope I know what this is. Yeah, it wasn't a piano liberace. <laughs> oh, I really want it to be a piano. It was not a, a piano. A tiny pointy piano. <sighs> That's what I wanted. It wasn't a piano, but it was it was his badge. And oh. that's how I found out he was an off-duty cop. Oh, wow. Okay, and so then he's you find out he's a cop. Does that change things? It sure did. We became best friends, and then he just passed my name to his boss, and then mm-hmm. I became a cop. Did you ever find the wagon thief? What no, happened no, there? no. We ended up taking a pause, grabbing an espresso, and then because all you have to do to become a cop is no one, mm-hmm. and so back then, I don't know today. I can't speak to the rules today. And then he just passed my name, my business card along, and then, I, that's how I became a cop. Do you, what, do you remember what your business card said back then? Because you had so many different jobs and occupations. I do. It said, Wyatt Teak Earp, my middle name's Teak, mm-hmm. for the wood. For the wood? Yes. Wyatt Teak Earp. <laughs> yes. For the wood. No, I'm just explaining. No, Wyatt in quotes Teak Earp. And then underneath it said, um, when you're in trouble, call me, period, Question mark. <laughs> Period. Question mark. Also, mm, that's so much delicious punctuation. Also, hey, comma. Maybe you. Maybe you're the problem. That's what it say. Period. Exclamation point. Colon. My phone number. If I have any mm. fans out there in famous dead people land, somebody make that card. Somebody make it. I want to see it. I want to see a physical copy of it. Now, I wanted to ask you, Wyatt, about one more uh, chase that you went on Mm. for a for a rogue villain. Yeah. 1877. 88 keys. You're 29 years old. You are tasked with capturing an outlaw named Dave Rudabaugh. Ooh, Ooh robbed, I remember Dave. He robbed a Santa Fe construction camp and fled south. You followed him over 400 miles to a frontier town in Texas mm-hmm. where you go to a saloon and you start asking around and the barkeep is like, that guy Doc Holliday's got information. Oh. So you introduce yourself. Doc Holliday says, oh yeah, Rudaba, he just- uh, He went that way. He went back to Kansas. Right. But the Wikipedia, again, doesn't say- if you then went to go look for him in, in Kansas, yeah. like if Doc Holliday then joined you, because we know that you guys became right. friends later. Right. Like what happened with this on the search for you and uh, uh, the, the search of yours for this outlaw, Rudaba? Well, we ended up making real good friends with a local barkeep mm-hmm. who happened to have a connection to a penthouse at a, at a motel across the way. Okay. So me and Doc, we got the penthouse for the weekend. Well, Lee, I'm sure you understand. Always, A a weekend with a friend can easily turn into a long weekend, and then there you have it, two weeks. And then a lifetime until you (laughs) kick the friend out of your mansion. And 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 stop financially supporting them. This turned into a nice, fast, nice, fast six weeks of friendship in the penthouse, just hanging out, inviting ladies over. Um, Well, that part I don't know about. (laughs) Unless it's my mother or Lorna Luft. Ooh, I love mama. Yeah, that's Wait. key to being a... Wait, so let me <laughs> let me get this straight. So uh, you go to the saloon to look for this outlaw. Right. You go to the barbkeep and you're like, hey, does anybody know what happened to this guy, Rudaba? And he's like, I think Doc Holliday knows. You go over yeah. to Doc Holliday. 
And Doc Holliday says, yeah, he went back to Kansas. And then you go, well, shit. And then you just party with him for the next six weeks in oh, Texas? Oh, Jared, don't insult me, you brat. Okay. You city brat with lacy curtains. That's what it said. That's what it sounded like you were saying. Is that no. not what happened? We sat down and we talked for a good 20 minutes mm -hmm. about how we should catch this guy, Rudabah. Mm -hmm. And we talked and we talked. And then... But then people started sending us drinks, and you can't help it. And then we started requesting songs on the piano. Mm -hmm. and, oh. and then I started singing my fish song for the crowd, mm -hmm. and people lost their minds. Absolutely. And then the fish song is always a winner. People love a good fish song. Absolutely. It's so hard, you know, when you become so popular in a space. I couldn't leave my friends, mm -hmm. so then that's why I stayed in that town. And then one thing became, you know, a six-week thing, and mm -hmm. then. Then we went to the penthouse. Gotcha. So wait. So, so we tried. We tried. Wait. So you partied for six weeks before you even went to the penthouse, which was then <laughs> another six weeks of partying. Yes. So you then never found this guy, Dave Rudaba. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely I actually not. forgot his first name till you came along. And you're just like, oh, shit, I was supposed to find that guy. Exactly. Oh, wow. Win some, lose some. Win like some, it says win right some, here. Lose some. Win and some, lose some. Sometimes you get a little penthouse. Thank, thank you for bending over and showing me that tattoo again. Anytime. Wyatt Earp. Wow. Okay. Let's go back over to Liberace for just a moment. Me. So you eventually moved to New York to yes. uh, try to establish yourself as a headliner. You start working on your solo show. Yes. And for a while, you would play piano with a phonograph on stage. Is yes. that right? Yes. So what was the bit there exactly? So you would play the record while you were playing piano. Was the record like your backup band? Was there another purpose that the sound coming out of the record player was 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 giving you on stage it was to prove that my piano was so powerful it could overpower a record okay so are you saying the record was like the loudest thing that existed yes, back then? yes and you were playing over it and people were like oh my god i can't even hear it was it was construction noises <laughs> And I'd play over top of it. That's And then very I'd say, impressive. behold my piano power. Okay. Now, were there other gimmicks that you tried before you started doing this record player gimmick? Absolutely. Okay. I had a real construction crew on stage. Mm -hmm. Didn't work out too well because I kept hitting on all the men and gaslighting them. Mm. So they wouldn't work with me anymore. You did the right thing, though. Thank That's you. It's always important to walk away knowing I did right. Absolutely. <laughs> they were in the wrong. Yeah. I have to assume that those uh, shows would just evolve into orgies with the construction crew. You said it, not me. Okay. Well, you know, this is what you. This is this is what I booked. Liberace. This is the man Th I expected in the studio. That is correct. You booked me. You knew who I was. Any other any other gimmicks besides the uh, construction crew and the uh, and the record of the construction crew? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I would play. With a beautiful caged bird on stage. Ooh, okay. Just a flamboyant bird. Mm. But the bird would upstage me. People were like, bird, 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 That's bird. That's right. And then they just want to hear the bird tweeting away. <laughs> so I did what any professional musician would do. I ate her. You ate the bird. Ooh. Absolutely. On stage. Yes. And Everything she is a show. was delicious. Wow. I got a bird story. Oh, yeah? Yeah, one time I... Blew the brains right out of a bald eagle, point blank. So it was proud just, of you. It landed right on my horse's neck. So, so you just very shot close. that bird. It didn't land on the head. It landed right on the right neck. Right on the neck. Where the where the bangs yes, are. Where the, the bangs hair, are. The bangs. Did it startle your horse? Um, no, because she's good. She set me up right. She what just a good stayed horse. Still. What a she good did. horse. Yeah. Oh my god. She stayed real did still. Did you eat the bald eagle? No. <laughs> oh, what a shame. I just, I just a... held my gun right up to the bald eagle's ear, and I blew the brains, and then, then I. It fell over and then I went on my way. Oh, that's a shame. I bet it was delicious. I bet it was. I don't know. I didn't stick around. There's yeah. so much I love about that story, Wyatt Earp. So you just killed the bald eagle that landed on your horse. It wasn't my fault. And you it called landed it, there. And you called it its neck bangs? <laughs> yeah, the bangs I believe it's of called a mane, right? Those are the bangs. I believe it's called <laughs> neck bangs, Jared. Thank you. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, every horse is at that part of their life where they're trying bangs on their neck. Absolutely. And they're just like... Every horse has a bang stage. Every yeah. horse, they're just... All the French is like... <gasps> Are they going to be blunt you or got, fringy? Yes. You got neck bangs. Yes. <laughs> 
Oh, Jesus Christ. That's a great story. It's a great story, Warrior Thank, Thank you for you. that. My mouth hurts from smiling. Oh. Uh, okay, so going back to Liberace. So you eventually establish your residency in Las Vegas. Yes, my, my favorite home. Your solo show for sold-out audiences. Yes. And according to the Wikipedia, you would invite the audience on stage after the show to, quote, Touch your clothes, yes. piano, jewelry, and hands. Absolutely. Now, how would you present that to the audience at the end of the show? So I the show would, would end. say to the audience, now that I've completed my performance, you are invited up to touch me, to touch my rings, touch my furs, touch this one candelabra, not all the candelabras, <laughs> how dare you, and touch my famous hands. And then what presented to the audience would then come to do that what it's i'm sorry i don't understand the question what what would the audience do how many, after how many audience members went up on stage to touch oh, you all of them it's what they paid for. none of them left none, none of, of them, them were like i don't think i need to touch liberace of course not everybody wanted to touch me yeah i was lee liberace all right now how so obviously there's a lot of people in the audience that must have lasted for a while right it would last until the sun rose and if they're lucky they would get an encore of the fish song <laughs> Afterwards, but then you have to invite them back on stage so they can touch you some more. Absolutely. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are 20th century pianist and entertainer Liberace. All the fish want to touch Lee. They all love him. Can't you see? Touch him, touch him with your fins. Woo! I'm Liberace. I always win. Oh, Jesus. Woo! And uh, 19th century Old West lawman Wyatt Earp. There I was sitting in by a hole. I put a stick in a bowl and I swooshed it around. Then I dumped the bowl into the dirt and I tried to catch a fish. I was really drunk. And then I fell asleep in the mud. And then I decided to call a lady. I said, I love you, but you are crazy. And then she went and walked into the water. That was wonderful. No notes. Oh, no Jesus. notes. That was actually a love song about my, I'm sorry, I didn't sing my fish song. <laughs> that was a love song about my favorite girlfriend mm -hmm. who I drove, you know. Completely insane. Well, so she walked her, into the water. Her story, not mine. Mm -hmm. And then she walked into a water and hole. Gotcha. Wow. That is a, that is quite a story. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a wonderful story. Let's uh, go back over to Wyatt Earp for just a moment. Uh, so your first run-in with the cowboy gang mm. that you would eventually wage war with in Tombstone came when you were commissioned to find a group of mules that the cowboys had stolen. Also, to be clear, mm -hmm. they were cowboys with an eye. Cowboys. Ooh, with cowboys. With an eye. B-O-I-S. Yes. I know boys. what that means. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I... like you'd say like a fuck boy. These were cowboys. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. <laughs> wow, how saucy. But I was just the good kind. The mm -hmm. B-O-Y. And I solid good kind. Gotcha. But there's no like difference in the pronunciation, of course. No, you do have to hit the I a little sweeter. Cowboy. Mm -hmm. Cowboy. Like boy, that? Cowboy. Okay, yes. so you were a cowboy. Right. And these were cowboys. Exactly. Okay. So your first run-in with these cowboys <laughs> uh, was you were commissioned to find a group of mules that they had stolen. Mm -hmm. So you and a couple of other lawmen, you go, you find the mules, you find the cowboys, and an agreement was made to simply retu return the mules. No harm, no foul. Mm -hmm. But then two days later, they For show up. For everyone out there, mules are... They're like loafers, but they have no back. And so you slide into the shoe. These weren't mules like the animal. No. These were a type of shoe. No, no, no. These were a shoe made from the animal, made from the hide. Gotcha. So two days later, these cowboys return and they don't have the mules with them. Mm -mm. So the sheriff then goes to arrest them. He writes a bulletin accusing them of hiding the mules. He calls for their arrest. And then instead of like getting arrested or going on the lamb, one of the cowboys retaliates by writing a response letter and publishing it in a cowboy friendly magazine called The Nugget. Is that right? Yes. So they just they they just write like an op-ed, like like a like a point counterpoint back to the sheriff. It was very weak move. A weak move. But then I wrote in my uh, my favorite cowboy magazine mm -hmm. called The Hoof. The Hoof. 
I'm I, saying, did that get in the hoof oh. were like rival magazines? Yes. Rival the hoof was the name of another magazine later on oh, what that was I that? used to read. What was that? You can guess what that was. <laughs> I want you to say it, Liberace. <sighs> All right. Is that for people that were in defeat, Liberace? It, mm, it was a men's fitness magazine. Oof. But yes, it focused on the feet. Okay. Yes. Well, this Beautiful. also had fitness too. Mm-hmm. Hoof, my, the hoof had fitness, astrology, mm-hmm. recipes. Who wore it best? Maybe boots. like little little cologne samples Look, if you wanted to no, try. No, no, no. <laughs> you weren't Shit. alive then, Jared. Stop. You wouldn't know. You were alive now. You were alive now. I am alive now. Yes, yes. that is true. Yes. Uh, no cologne samples. So you, so this this rogue band of outlaws, they write they write this op-ed. So then you write a response op-ed to that yeah. for Hoof Magazine. Uh-huh. And what did your op-ed say? I, was, I said, if you're serious, meet me. Meet me at the breadcrumb saloon and we'll just, we'll fight this out like oh my God. men to men. And then did you? Um, I forgot what time <laughs> I said to meet me there. So I stayed asleep and then I, well, I met a lady and then. You decided to drive her insane. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, sorry. Sorry, not about that. Sorry I didn't show up at the breadcrumb saloon. You're proud of driving the woman insane. Yeah, that's again, that's how I live. That's really what you do. Like a lot of these adventures that you had, they never came to fruition because you would get distracted and do something else instead. I know. Isn't it funny how that happens? It is funny that that happens. <laughs> it's a little bit funny. Ooh. It's a little bit strange. Ooh, did you ever play any Elton John during your shows, Liberace? Absolutely. Yeah. God, yes. that must have been a, a thing to see. I did. I stole all his songs uh, from that little queen. Now, I <gasps> really want to hear about the shootout of the OK Corral. But before we get to that, Liberace. So I rate that you would put promotion. No, that's good. Give me some time to remember <laughs> the heat of the day. Get and all the, the details. And the slithering of the snakes. Ooh, slither. So many sn- snakes slithering around the Old West. The tumbleweeds and the snakes. Uh, so I read that you would put tie-ins in your shows, like commercials in your stage show. Yes. So you would tie you do banks, insurance companies, car car lots, morticians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you give us an example of how you would use how you would put just like an uh, an ad or a tie-in in the middle of your stage show? Absolutely. You know, I would get into my ragtime tub <laughs> and okay. then I'd play a little ditty, you know, that sounded like five foot two, but it was like, you know. Five for two, eyes are blue. Oh, what those five feet can do. Has anybody seen my dead uncle? <laughs> yes. And then I'd A be wonderful like, contribution, Wider. There no he problem. is over there, lying in that coffin, staring. He's now property of Boise Mortuary. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I just rewrite my songs to just be about whatever sponsor I had. Sorry, it was very tasteful. I just want to point out really quickly that Wyatt Earp had a crow. He was making crow noises. He yes. took his crow out and squeezed it a couple times. That's just right. Little, just gave it a few pumps. He yeah. pulled it out of his crow bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you wouldn't you wouldn't be like, you know, you wouldn't stop the show and be like, oh, everybody, this, this mortician is the best. This car is the best. You just put it in the song? I just weave it into the song. Interesting. Absolutely. I would be confused. I wouldn't know that you were advertising. I would just think that this was a, a new version of a song or something. Um, well, that's because you're not a very savvy audience member. Yeah. I guess not. Jared, blackout curtains, Berenstein. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I also wanted to ask you, uh, you were eager to act in film, Liberace. Yes. In 1955, at the height of your fame, when you were 36 years old, Yes. Uh, you starred in a motion picture called Sincerely, Sincerely Yours, about a concert pianist who turns to helping others when his career is cut short by deafness. Yeah. So I want to hear all about this movie. Yes. How did you become deaf? And then what did your character then do to start trying to help people? Oh, it was a wonderful film. Mm-hmm. It was di- d- uh, directed by David O. Selznick. David O. Selznick. Yes, okay. who was a famous director at the time. Yes, yes. And it was written by some wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> E.B. White. It was written by E.B. White, who wrote Charlotte's Web. Oh, I heard he did a pass on that movie. Yes, yeah. yes. E.B. White wrote the script. Mm-hmm. And uh, Oscar Wilde wrote the script as well. Ooh, Oscar Wilde did a pass. Absolutely. Uh, he's. 
is great for touch up. He's, he's incredible. really he's a good punch up writer. Yes. He writes. You good want him on your table. Good jokes. Yes, absolutely. So it was a film about me as a concert pianist. But then uh, I get lost in a group of naked men. <sighs> and that's how I go deaf is I'm screaming. Where am I? Find me. Find me. And I make myself deaf. I had assumed that you were just like screaming with pleasure, like, oh, my God, I love this. This is so great. Oh, no, Jared. Oh, you know, oh my God, I love this. No, it's great. No, Jared, this is, is the thing. Is that what you say, no, Jared? No, I, I, on, on Not the, with that accent, Wayne. On, on film, I couldn't be my true self. Oh, that's right. Or else it would have ruined my career. You did never publicly so, come out as a homosexual. That is correct. That so I had to request a scene with a bunch of beautiful men. And then but pretend I like you hated it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no, where am I? I can't find myself. In this, I can't get out of this. In this in this bathhouse sauna. I can't mm. find myself. Oh, no. And then I went deaf. And oh, then I wow. helped people. How did you help them? Film. Oh, you know, little things. Gardening. <laughs> You know, I garden for them in the film, mm -hmm. you know, fixed a fence. Okay. Now you, know, you did rearranged a cupboard to make yes. sure that all the food was in the right place. You were really reaching down there into the lower stratus. I was helping. Yeah, you, know? you were helping. Some people don't have enough time to just look through the fridge and say, what's expired? What can I get rid of? Right I now? helped. Let's make some, let's make some space. Yes, exactly. Food doesn't expire. Uh, I did. <laughs> you just put salt on it. And you leave it outside. True. Excellent. True. And then you shoot any birds in the brain that try to take your <laughs> salty old food. Mm -hmm. It's very uh, easy. Very easy. Um, so you did never admit that you were homosexual, Liberace. No. Uh, this understandable. Is the this is the real life part of the conversation. Understandable yes. considering the time period that you were operating in. Yes, it would have uh, ruined but you would, me. You would do things to sort of like try to confuse people into thinking that you were a heterosexual. For example, there was an interview that you gave that was titled... Mature women are best. Yes. Liberace reveals what kind of woman he'd marry. Yes. Do you remember what you said in that article? Like the des describing your ideal partner for marriage? Yes. What would you say? What I'd say is I like them old and strong and virile and female. <laughs> I'm sure that worked great in the magazine article where they couldn't. They couldn't translate the tone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they just put you... a lot of E's in mm -hmm. E, man. E. That's why I never did it on television. Mm. Yes, or for radio. Very savvy. Yes. Now we are quickly running out of time. Oh, my no. God. So let's get to this OK Corral. Yes. Let's get to the I shooting. Want, I want to hear about the shootout. Tensions are mounting between you and your brothers and the cowboys. They continue <laughs> to escalate. And uh, they're threatening to kill you guys. You hear that they're hanging out of the OK Corral, so you and your brothers and Doc Holliday go over there to disarm them. This leads to the shootout where you kill all three cowboys. Two of your posse are wounded. You are left unscathed, <gasps> amazingly. So walk us through that fateful moment where you approach the cowboys and it eventually leads to the bloodbath. So there I was walking up to the cowboys. Mm -hmm. And then I, I took a minute and I realized, oh, I can't. I can't quite see. Because you don't have your glasses. I, I've never had oh, glasses. Oh no! Mm -hmm. I can't quite see, so I'm gonna have to fake my way through this. I can't admit that I I have a problem. Mm -hmm. And then, so I just start doing this like, I, this like slow sauntering walk, which was really just to take time buy time because I couldn't see. Mm -hmm. Things were foggy and cloudy. Everybody One, thought you were being so tough and intimidating. Exactly. You're really just stalling. Exactly. Yeah. But then. I stepped square on a on a snake, and she was pregnant. She was a lady snake, which is hard to tell. I give her credit. Mm -hmm. It's hard to tell. She wore it well. She yes, it's hard to tell because you got to get close enough to see the little lady lashes on the snake. <laughs> yes, and I and her bow and her bow yes. and I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> Her bow. I couldn't see. I couldn't see. So I, I felt bad. I was looking down. And I was like, I can't tell if it's a lady snake or a man snake. And I, I couldn't tell. So I stepped down. Eggs went everywhere. Oh, no. I assume that's the bloodbath you wanted to know no, about. I, no, I wanted to hear about the shootout that happened moments later. Oh. The OK Corral, the shootout at the OK Corral. <laughs> Not about how I killed all those little... 
babies, little snakes. The baby snakes. It was, that was a tragedy. That is sad. That is real yes. sad. That's why I'm get... so messed up. Can you blame me? <laughs> that's where the pain comes from, Wyatt Earp. Mm-hmm. From killing a bunch of snakes. Yeah, that's why I can't fall in love. So little did, snake eggies. Did moments later you then do the shootout of the OK Corral? <gasps> right, yeah. Then, okay. then that happened. But mostly Doc did that. I kind of hunkered down behind him. Mm-hmm. But since I was the face of the operation, yeah, I got more of the like, hoo-hoo. Ooh, Wyatt Earp did it. Right. And so Doc was fine with that. Did you fire any shots at all? I fired a couple like to the side. <laughs> and then- <laughs> Where no people were. Yeah, just to kind of make some noise. Okay. But mostly I was- Wiping snake baby off my boot. And I'm imagining you're really emotional about it. So emotional. As you know, I feel terrible when I hurt someone, especially (laughs) a lady. And I'd really hurt a lady just then. But not a human lady and not a bird's. No, but the, uh, right. Human but a ladies. lady, a lady, all the same. Oh, gotcha. Well, unfortunately, that is all the time that we have for this week's <gasps> episode of Famous Dead People. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That was really a pleasure. It was such a pleasure to have the both of you here. Thank you for not asking me about how I kept, you know, dating men who were 30 years my junior and then I'd you know, make them have plastic surgery to look Cheek more bones. like me so I could and then I, you know, adopted them so I could both be their father and their lover. Well this, thank you for not asking me about yeah. that. This is not one of those gotcha shows, Liberace. Oh, and thank, thank you. you for not asking me about about um how just well, I guess I've got nothing to hide. I'm not a very interesting person. I'm just a cowboy man. No, just you're cow- wonderful. Just a cowboy man Wyatt. that hurts ladies. Wyatt, Never did anything wonderful. wrong. You're marvelous, Just Wyatt. a beautiful man who gets everything you want. Last That's question. Right. Do either of you have any comedy shows or Instagram accounts that you're really big fans of that you want to tell people about? Uh, Liberace, anything you want to tell people about? Sure. My friend Louis Perlman wrote a musical. Uh, he's doing 11 shows from November 1st to November <gasps> November 17th. You can learn more about the musical at www.joeyronmusical.com. That's J O E Y R O N musical.com. Check that out. And uh, Wyatt Earp, anything you want to tell people about? Yes. My friend Rebecca Robles has an Instagram at lobster bisque, like the soup. Um, and uh, yeah, go watch it. There's characters and updates for shows and um, other th- sad things that are going on <laughs> in her life. <laughs> uh, Rebecca Robles' Instagram account. It's a who. Check it out. Uh, all my stuff is on JarrettBerenstein.com. You can buy my book, The Killing Conway Technique. If you're listening to this on the radio, find the podcast. All the old episodes are there. You can rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe to my YouTube channel and my Instagram. I got new videos coming out every Tuesday. If you would like to ask a question to your favorite dead person, email that to us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. We are about six weeks away from my voting rights stand-up show. Oh. Which is going to be where? It's going to be at the Pit Underground. Okay. First Friday of the month, every month leading up till the 2020 election. Very good. Very good. Partnering with such esteemed uh, organizations such as Spread the Vote. Good. uh, Fair Fight. Good. um, Budweiser. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Enron. And yeah. Enron. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon. And, <laughs> and of course, uh, the Make America Great Pack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lunchables. 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 <laughs> yeah. Delightful. And not sketchy voting machine org. Oh, my God. Yeah, totally. Voting Touch- machine. Electronic voting machine. Yeah, touchscreen. Touchscreen no votingmachines.org. Yeah. No papertrail.org. Yeah. Un- unhackable voting machines. Yeah. Backdoor. Firewall voting machines. And and the Russian government. And the Russian government. Slash NRA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>